Euzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmaîn. Allahümme allimnâ mâ yenfe'unâ ve anfe'anâ bimâ allemtenâ ve zidnâ ilmen nâfiyah. Allahümme erinel hakka hakkan ve arzukna ittibâe ve erinel batıla batılan ve arzukna ictinâbe. Rabbi şrahli sadri ve yessirli emri ve hlul uqadeten min lisani yefkahu kavli. Esselamu aleyküm ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. First of all, Ramadan Kerim, Happy Ramadan, Ramadan Mubarak. Uh, may God accept our fasting and praying and standing uh, in prayer at nights. May God make it easy for us and may God increase our rewards. Inshallah. May God enable us to benefit from the blessings of Ramadan as it is due. Uh, Ustad Nusi has a beautiful treatise on Ramadan uh, and fasting and gratitude. We read it the, the uh, past Ramadan, alhamdulillah. Those who want a lesson uh, on the, the blessed month of Ramadan can go and go ahead and listen to that at the website www.reflections-rn.org uh, Inshallah you can go to podcast and then the letters under the podcast then the 29th letter second treatise on Ramadan that is the treatise on Ramadan uh, by Ustad Nursi and we read and reflected upon that uh, the past Ramadan Inshallah in this episode we will continue reading <coughs> and reflecting upon the uh, 20th word uh, we have been reading it for a while, several weeks now, and it is about the freshness of the Quran, the, the, the wise Quran. It's about how all texts, everything get old, but as time passes, the Quran gets fresher and fresher. Uh, how its message becomes relevant, uh, is relevant to each and every time, to each and every person. <coughs> More specifically, in the second station, second section of this treatise, we have been reading about uh, the narrations of prophetic miracles in the Quran and how they point to, uh, in addition to uh, the historical incidents, events that they uh, disclose to us, in addition to showing our Lord's power and majesty in, um, in breaking his norm with those miracles. We have been thinking about, reflecting upon how these miracle stories point to the furthest reaches of human advancement and how it encourages us to reach there and how it encourages us to be uh, grateful when we reach there, when we benefit from the advancements that God has, our Lord has decreed for us. In the last section, uh, we read the example of uh, Adam السلام, being taught all the names and Ustad Nursi uh, mentioned that as a miracle based on the verse أَسْتَعِذُ uh, So the larger context for this inshallah uh, those who do not 
uh, no you can read uh, chapter 2 verse 31 and a little bit uh, before a little bit after that uh, of the Quran Surah Al-Baqarah verse uh, 31 uh, and also you can listen to the previous episode the episode before this one uh, where we talked about it in more detail now in the section following this and this is um, we are coming close to the end of the uh, 20th uh, word uh, here Ustad Nursi will reflect a bit further on this verse inshallah and we will read that so bismillah şu ayeti acibe insanın camiiyeti istidadı cihetiyle mazhar olduğu bütün kemalat-ı ilmiye ve terakkiyat-ı fenniye ve havarik-ı suniyeyi talimi esma unvanıyla ifade ve tabir etmekte şöyle latif bir remz ulvi var ki there is a subtle and lofty hint now we should emphasize Ustad Nursi here says hint or indication he does not say that the obvious um, literal meaning of this verse is this he is saying there's a hint here that is um, he was inspired upon reading this ver uh, this verse with these meanings and as we talked before to be able to receive these inspirations one needs to become really intimate with the Quran that's one of the most important um, uh, aspects of Ustad Nursi's life and career and personality that he was fanafil uh, Quran as they would say he was annihilated in the Quran so there is a subtle and lofty hint in that this amazing verse refers to and interprets all the perfections of knowledge advancements in science and marvels of industry that the human being has been graced with in relation to the comprehensiveness of his aptitude with the title the instruction or teaching of names so um, the instruction or teaching of names uh, goes back to the verse god taught adam السلام, all the names and then we wonder what these names are and there are different interpretations about this uh, one way to think about it for instance is god gave adam السلام, the ability to uh, learn to look at look at his environment and discern things and then categorize them and then name them and learn uh, from this uh, another way to think about it is god taught adam السلام, all his names his beautiful names and these are not completely irrelevant because when we look around uh, identify things discern things and then identify the similarities and differences between them and then categorize them classify them and then learn from the naming that occurs in this process of classification right we are learning about the things in this world and the reality of the things in this world are the names the divine names everything in existence uh, other than God of course in everything in the creation are manifestations of God's divine names at different proportions and different intensity strengths so what about the comprehensiveness of the human aptitude or Adam salam's aptitude and the aptitude that we have inherited from him well everything in the creation 
if we said they are manifestations of God's divine names, beautiful, majestic, perfect names, everything in the creation then represents all the names that God has willed to disclose. And the human being is like a small cosmos, a microcosm. And in that microcosm, God has uh, placed such an aptitude in the human being that, that the human being has the potential to be uh, to, to, uh, to manifest all of God's names and attributes. Or maybe if we put it uh, to, to put it better, all of God's names and attributes are manifest on each and every human being, but each and every human being, uh, discloses, shows what is manifest in and on them to different degrees. The Prophet ﷺ was the perfect human in this sense, in the sense that he showed the most tremendous level of each and every one of God's names at the most tremendous, uh, at, at the most tremendous level. He showed each and every one of God's names at the most tremendous level, the furthest level, the most perfect level. We um, get close to that. We receive the effusions, the blessings, the benefits of that manifestation to the, to the extent that we get close to the, the example of our Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Ustad Nursi, suggests that um, the instruction of names right is a phrase that summarizes all of these uh, concepts all of these things the perfections of knowledge that the human beings have attained and continue to attain every year we know more than the previous year especially at this age of discoveries advancements in science and marvels of industry so all of these perfections of knowledge advancements in science and marvels of industry are about observing examining and uh, discovering the properties of things the relationships between things right so if we did not figure out that oil burns especially if after it's, it's processed oil burns we would not be able to use it to drive our cars so we figured that property out now as we said before the reality of all things that is the properties that make that thing what it is they all depend on god they all are manifestations of God's God's beautiful names therefore as we improve our knowledge as we advance in science as we use our industry to make new things and to discover more and more with those new things the way we discover we can now see significantly more than what we were able to see before the uh, before advancements in optics as we do these we learn about more and more manifestations of our Lord's names. The more and more about the imprints, uh, thar, of 
the the manifestations of our Lord's divine names and by extension we learn more and more about our Lord we learn about his names so let's see what Ustad Nursi uh, will say uh, when he when he suggests that the perfections of knowledge advancements in science and marvels of industry that the human being has been graced with in relation to the comprehensiveness of his aptitude with the title the instruction of names so Nursi says there is a hint in this uh, and says he says it is as follows let's see what it is her bir kemalin, her bir ilmin, her bir terakkiyatın, her bir fennin bir hakikati aliyesi var ki o hakikat bir ismi ilahiye dayanıyor. Pek çok perdeleri ve mütenevvi tecelliyatı ve muhtelif daireleri bulunan o isme dayanmakla o fen, o kemalat, o sanat kemalini bulur. Hakikat olur. Yoksa yarım yamalak bir surette nakıs bir gölgedir. Every perfection Every knowledge, every advancement, and every science has an elevated reality that relies on a divine name, what we have been talking about. That science, that perfection, and that art finds its perfection and um, becomes real or becomes reality, right? becomes uh, a representation of reality by relying on that name which has many veils various manifestations and differing circles otherwise that science perfection advancement or art is but an incomplete and deficient shadow so how do we know about the world we know about the world by observing it by seeing hearing smelling touching sensing feeling some people say that these are all impressions and we can only talk about our impressions we cannot talk about what is beyond those impressions that is i look at the tree and i see the image of a tree and i can talk about the image that i see the impression that image makes in my mind but i cannot really talk about the thing in itself the the tree that's out there why because I'm limited because I'm limit, limited to my impressions so if we go with this the sciences the advancements the knowledge that we acquire from outside out from from the world are but names that we give to those impressions um, in in philosophy they sometimes refer to this as like nominalism right just names just um, you know everything is a human construct <clears throat> now does that tree have a reality beyond what I uh, make of it of course it does of course it does what is that reality well, first of all, we need to understand that the tree itself does not have a reality in and of itself. I mean, it does have a reality, but it does not have a reality in and of itself. The tree is not um, subsisting based on its own merits. The tree is but a reflection of God's beautiful names, 
Al-Razak, Al-Mateen, because the tree is firm and standing, Al-Hay, because it is uh, living, Al-Qayyum, because it's sustained, and so on and so forth. Al-Jamil, because the tree is beautiful, and so on and so forth. The tree is like a mirror, and a mirror, if you think of it, it's just a piece of glass and has no no um, benefit or value in and of in and of itself if we think of this in a uh, in a time period because ultimately it is going to become destroyed it will deteriorate and become destroyed however if there is an image that's reflecting on the mirror and that reflection has meaning then it starts to become meaningful and valuable so the tree is like that and everything is everything in the creation are like that with regard to their aspect that looks to the world to itself it is meaningless valueless maybe you know a very insignificant value but with regard to what is manifest on it, its value relates to the names, attributes of God. And then it becomes infinitely important, infinitely significant. So the perfections, sciences, industries, knowledge that the human beings attain find their perfection, i.e., they become about that infinitely valuable meaning that is the product of what is being discovered with that knowledge science perfection being a manifestation of God's divine names and attributes. Every science perfection knowledge finds that perfection and becomes real. Right? Not a passing, transient, uh, or even dependent, emergent human construct, right? But real, by relying on that name, which has many veils, various manifestations, and differing circles. Now, it has veils because those names are infinite in their capacity and we see them when we look at the tree i see al jamil the manifestation of god's uh, name and attribute of beauty but i do not see god's name and attribute of beauty in an absolute sense as it is because as it is it is infinite and that's beyond my comprehension i see it only as it is manifest on this mirror of the tree to in in accordance with the capacity of this uh, this tree so the tree is a veil it is a mirror but also a veil beyond what is beyond its capacity is veiled to me by the capacity of the tree and every name has various manifestations it is al-jamil is the the name the beautiful is manifest on the tree but also on the butterfly and also in on the uh, the, the the stars in the sky and the beautiful ocean and the smell of the rose and the taste of i don't know chocolate 
So there are various manifestations. And then different circles, i.e. every name has a circle of influence. All of these things that I uh, enumerated are within the circle of the name, uh, the beautiful, but that circle intersects and sometimes is limited by, by the circles of other names. So, as we examine the world, as we you know, construct and conduct experiments, as we observe the universe, and as we advance in our sciences and knowledge, we are encountering and engaging these veils, these manifestations, and these circles of influence that pertain to God's beautiful names and attributes. Otherwise, detached from that, right? Science for the sake of science or science for the sake of uh, worldly benefits. That science, that perfection, that advancement, that art is otherwise but an incomplete and deficient shadow. But an incomplete and deficient shadow, right? That it is um, the thing that we are looking at instead of becoming a manifestation or locus of manifestation or a mirror it becomes an object standing in front of the light that is coming from those divine names and attributes and we just see the shadow we don't even get a proper sense of the light itself we just see we just encounter the shadow if we detach it if we detach the thing under observation from its aspect that relates to God. And as those who have listened to all our episodes may remember from some of the previous episodes, Ustad Nursi uh, refers to these as manai ismi, the nominal meaning of a thing, i.e. the meaning that relates to the thing in and of itself, uh, the worldly aspect of the thing, and manai harfi, the um, indicative meaning of the thing other indicative meaning of the thing the meaning that indicates the meaning that is manifest on the thing that indicates its lord not itself but its lord it's created it's creator it is created therefore through uh, it being a manifestation of the act of creation it manifests it indicates the creator so otherwise these are these um, knowledges, perfections, sciences, advancements, arts are but incomplete and deficient shadows. Mesela, now Ustad Nursi will give some more practical, concrete examples. Mesela, Hendese bir fendir. Onun hakikati ve noktayı müntehası, Cenab-ı Hakk'ın ismi Adl ve mukaddirine yetişip, Hendese ayinesinde o ismin hakimane cilvelerini haşmetiyle müşahede etmektir. For example, geometry is a science or engineering. Uh, it's, it can be translated either way. Uh, here, engineering appears to be uh, the more like prominent meaning, but at the origin, uh, geometry and engineering uh, in, in the Arabic uh, language, in the Ottoman context, etc. 
were the same because you did engineering by drawing blueprints and you drew blueprints with geometry so uh, I will use engineering from here on for example engineering is a science its reality and point of termination is to attain to the sublime reals names the just and the determiner and to observe the wise reflections of those names with all their sublimity on the mirror of engineering so we said each science each knowledge right uh, its perfection is to rely on a name so what name is out there that engineering relies on right and this is real this is real this the, the, we should not think of this as like fantasy we should not become so secularized that we separate the world that we live in from the world that we believe in we live and believe in the same world we live in a world of engineering i'm using a computer a microphone there is a uh, there, there's a hand that holds my microphone there is a table there's a desk in front of me i'm sitting on a chair etc etc all of these are marvels of engineering so i do not say well this is the material world it is what it is i don't uh you know i i don't care about the meaning that is involved included in it uh, when i go to pray i pray five times a day but after i do my taslimat i do uh, i say assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi and get out of the prayer then i come back to my computer and that's a different thing no it is not a different thing the computer from its uh from the point of view of engineering that's involved in it is a manifestation of the name the just and the determiner and there may be other names too Ustad Nusi has identified these as the most significant names there may be other names too right the reality and point of termination that is you can think of it as like the purpose ultimate purpose the reality and ultimate purpose of engineering is to attain to the sublime realist names the just and the determiner it is not to uh, record Mustafa Tuna's, Tuna's voice it is not to sit on as a chair it is not to to write on as a desk these are the benefits that come with it but ultimately the point here is to see the manifestation of the divine name the just and the determiner in the level of engineering that goes into the uh, the, the, the production of these things because ultimately we will die we will go to another world and that is a uh, a permanent world we'll stay there forever inshallah we won't be able to take this chair to sit on it we won't be able to take the desk to write on it we won't be able to take this computer to do all the all, the, the all sorts of things that we do with it in this world so how can those things that will remain in this world after however many more years that we have in our lives be the ultimate purpose the point of termination the reality of these things that we are engaging on a day-to-day -day basis 
that would be too small, too meaningless. It would not be worth the cost. There is a bigger, further, larger, more sublime, loftier purpose. There is a loftier reality to all of these things. The just, right? The just, adil, means uh, in one who puts everything to where it belongs. This computer is functioning because everything was put to where it belongs in it. Not only in the sense that somebody designed it and then uh, you know the chips were properly placed and not only in the sense that there is not a mistake in it, maybe there might be some small mistakes, but it's not preventing it from functioning. Not only in that sense, but also in the sense that all the forces, all the regularities that God has built into his creation were, in, were put in place so that we as human beings, as we discovered those forces and patterns, we were able to harness them and use to our benefit. And the determiner, right? He is the one who determined the level of voice that I can make and the, the uh, membrane that they put in this microphone can sense. He is the one who determined the qualities, the speed of light and the ability of my eye to sense that light. There are um, unlimited, limitless number of, or I mean limited, but to our minds, limitless number of um, interactions happening, forces in place in the functioning of this computer. And I'm not only talking about the, uh, the, discovery and invention and then and in and, and, and practical engineering that went into it no i as a human being am interacting with the computer so that also needs to be included it's mind-boggling right and all of those things are in the proper place all of those things are the measures of all of those things are determined in the proper uh, way and therefore it is working so the ultimate point, the point of termination of the, the, uh, the, this engineering and its application then is to attain to the sublime reals names, the just and the determiner. If I'm using my computer and I'm not rec recognizing my Lord and I'm not recognizing my Lord as the just and the determiner, something is missing. And what is the other uh, purpose? And to observe the wise reflections of those names with all their sublimity on the mirror of engineering. That is the ultimate value of engineering. Not to produce the airplane that can uh, you know, fly from here to the other end of the world. That's an additional benefit and then that additional benefit can also become an a, a, a point in itself if 
it produces gratitude in me. If it leads me, guides me to seeing the just and the determiner and all the other beautiful names and attributes that become manifest in this phenomenon and thinking about how I'm benefiting from this, if I become grateful in return, then that gratitude, the production of that gratitude can also be a purpose. Mesela tıp bir fendir, hem bir sanattır. Onun da nihayeti ve hakikati hakimi mutlakın şafi ismine dayanıp, eczane-i kübrası olan ru'i zeminde rahimane cilvelerini edviyelerde görmekle tıp kemalatını bulur, hakikat olur. For example, medicine is a science and art. Its end point and reality find their perfections and become real by relying on the absolute all-wise ones, name, the healer, Ash-Shafi, and seeing its merciful reflections in the remedies on the face of the earth, which is his greatest pharmacy. Medicine is a science. Uh, experts of this field examine the human body, examine its interactions with the material world that's out there, and so on and so forth. They discover things, then they accumulate knowledge, practical knowledge about this thing that we call the human being. And it is also an art. They don't only accumulate that knowledge, but they put that knowledge to um, to use by manipulating the human body. And in another sense, it's still art because there are so many in variables that go into uh, what happens to a human being that one has to move beyond the um, beyond the framework of science into the framework of art in the sense that one needs to start to sense what's going on with this patient and what might be useful for this patient. Its endpoint and reality find their perfections and become real by relying on the absolute all wise ones named the healer. So where does this all come from? The human being gets sick, right? And that's necessary for the human being to get well. And there are divine names that are manifest in the human being getting sick, but then the divine name, the healer, as Shafi, comes to the human being's help and gives him healing. So, everything that goes into the whole field of medicine are manifestations of, or they manifest, the divine name, the healer. Then, this, um, this science finds its perfection, reaches its ultimate point, furthest point, and becomes real by relying on the name, the healer, and seeing its merciful reflections in the remedies on the face of the earth. Not seeing healing in the remedies on the face of the earth. For instance, quinine is uh, 
produce synthesized from a plant. When we see that in the plant, we don't think, we are not supposed to think that quinine heals, uh, is, is good against uh, fever. Yes, quinine is useful when you have fever and, and then it provides healing, right? But it's not quinine that's doing it. It is God who is doing it. And he has made the quinine a means for the healing that he wills to give. And because this is the a world of wisdom, a world of testing and trial, he does that on a regular basis. Whenever you take the quinine, uh, it does mobilize something in your body and that helps uh, bring the fever down. But he did not have to. He does not have to, if he wills. For that occasion, he can uh, he, he, he cannot give the quinine the ability to heal. If he wants the person to die, if the, uh, if the person's end has arrived, a point of time has arrived, quinine won't help. Mesela hakikati mevcudattan bahseden hikmetül eşya, Cenab-ı Hakk'ın Celle Celaluhu, ismi Hakiminin tecelliyat-ı kübrasını müdebbirane, mürebbiyane eşyada, menfaatlerinde ve maslahatlarında görmekle ve o isme yetişmekle ve ona dayanmakla şu hikmet hikmet olabilir. Yoksa ya hurafata inkılap eder ve malayaniyat olur veya felsefe-i tabiiye misüllü dalalete yol açar. For example, the wisdom of things. Now, uh, th this we can translate or understand as natural sciences. Wisdom of things. The uh, science that searches for the wisdom in things and wisdom is in a sense purposefulness uh, it also relates to everything being in its place everything uh, serving serving something right and it is that because god with his wisdom has created everything with wisdom i.e everything to serve a purpose for instance the wisdom in uh, one of the wisdoms not the wisdom but one of the wisdoms in water is to quench the human being's thirst god created the human being in a way that it becomes thirsty and then god created water in a way that it quenches the human being's thirst there is wisdom in creating the human being to uh, to become thirsty in a way that he becomes thirsty through this for instance he understands his weakness before his lord especially on a day like this when you know people are fasting and there is wisdom in uh, creating the water in such a way that it quenches the human beings thirst and the entire entire creation is interconnected with these wisdoms and natural sciences in a sense is the branch of science or the field of science that searches for looks for these wisdoms so we will use the word natural sciences for example the wisdom of things natural sciences that talk about the realities of existent beings can be the wisdom 
that it is. So the natural sciences can be the wisdom that it is, or they are. By seeing the great reflections of the sublime reals, exalted his majesty, named all wise on things and in their benefits and common benefits. As this name manifests with administration and nurturing, and thus, so they, it becomes the wisdom that it is, uh, by doing this and thus attaining to that name and relying on it. So natural sciences become the wisdom or the wisdom of things become the wisdom that they are by seeing the great reflections of the sublime reals name the all-wise. So what is the ultimate point? What is the ultimate purpose? What is the true benefit of the science of wisdom or natural sciences? It is to attain to the name all-wise, to connect with the name all-wise, to learn about the name all-wise. How do we do this? In many ways, one of the ways is the natural sciences because the more we explore the world and learn about it, the more of these wisdoms we see the more universal our understanding of the all-wise becomes. The man who lives in the desert uh, all his life uh, without interacting with anything but the camel and the mountain and the sand and the you know, grass and the bush and other humans in that environment and the, you know, the felt tent, etc., that limited environment, does have an understanding of the name all-wise. He might go very deep in that understanding. He might connect really well with that name. But his understanding is limited in its scope. In its depth, it may be very deep. In its scope, it is limited because this man does not have an understanding of all-wise as it pertains to how the fish and other creatures live in the oceans, for instance. Science helps us discover those. And the more of these discoveries we find in front of us, the broader our scope of our understanding of the name Allwise becomes. So this science becomes the science it is. It becomes knowledge and wisdom by seeing the great reflections of the sublime reals exalted his majesty, named the all-wise on things and in their benefits and common benefits. Now, the, the word in uh, Arabic and Turkish here are different. Uh, manfaat is benefit. And then maslahat is we uh, usually translate as common benefit in the sense that maslahat are benefits that relate to everybody. The, the community right sometimes benefits are individual like the water has a benefit to me in the sense that I drink it and I quench my thirst but then water is also ocean and the ocean has benefits for all human beings all animals all plants uh, the the earth itself by balancing uh, the the weight of between the continents and the so on and so forth. So 
there is a common benefit and then there's a particular benefit. The particular benefit we will call benefit, the common benefit, maslaha, is we are going to call a common benefit or common good uh, is another word that we can use. As this name manifests with administration and nurturing. Now, one of the places and where we, or two of the places where we see the name, the all wise most uh, obviously manifest is the way we see things are being administered in the universe how the earth for instance is put on its orbit at an, at an angle 23 point something degrees angle uh, that as it moves around as it revolves around the sun because of that angle the level of heat the various parts of the earth receive from the sun changes and as a result of that we have the seasons this is an act of administration and in that act of administration there is also nurturing in the sense that say where i am uh, in the world you know eastern american eastern america no maybe southeast america there are plants that grow here and that need the heat in the summer and the cold in the winter if they don't have a certain amount of cold into in the winter they will not germinate or if it is fruit trees for instance they will not bear fruits so there is a wisdom in the in the uh, cold arriving at the time it arrives and the heat arriving at the time it arrives that serves uh, to that serves that enables these plants to fulfill their purposes and this is nurturing this is taken care of god by changing the heat in the in the soil in the air in the water at certain times throughout the year is nurturing making the environment um, livable for these plants so he's nurturing them when we nurture a baby we make life livable for this baby we make the baby's environment and intake etc livable uh, suitable for his or her life we make a crib we make a you know flat mattress and make it soft enough that it doesn't hurt the baby but hard enough that the, that it supports the baby uh, we make a uh, rail on the edge of the crib so that when the baby rolls the baby does not fall we mothers nurse the baby and then when the time comes to supplement the food we don't just you know uh, stuff uh, cooked meat uh, grilled meat into the baby's mouth because the baby cannot chew it cannot digest it right we put gently uh, we, we put food in the baby's mouth that will be gentle on his mouth uh, and, and and stomach and the digestive system overall so that's how we nurture the baby and when the baby grows further we nurture the baby in other ways too we we also nurture the spirit of the baby the intellect of the baby and so on and so forth so 
as we do all those things we do them within the framework of wisdom by understanding that if the baby the baby may roll and if the baby rolls if there's no rail on the edge the baby falls if the baby falls that will hurt the baby so therefore i put the rail here so that the baby does not roll and fall likewise god in administering the universe the cosmos everything in the created realm nurtures the things that he created he nurtures us as the human beings he nurtures plants he nurtures animals he nurtures uh, atoms he nurtures everything he nurtures everything by following the wisdom that he has written into his creation and thus attaining to the name and relying on it right by uh, the wisdom of things or natural sciences become the wisdom that they are by seeing the great reflections of the sublime real's name all wise on things their benefits and common good in them in the administration and nurturing that's taking place within the framework of wisdom and thus they become the science that they are by attaining to that name all wise and relying on it why relying on it because their predictions would all come to nothing null if they did not rely on the name all wise because they predict things based on the patterns that they are following that they are observing in the creation and those patterns are manifestations of the name all wise otherwise it either turns into superstition and becomes meaningless because let's say that we uh, did experiments and observed again and again a hundred times we observed that when i drop the apple it falls and then i make a prediction i say there is something called gravity the earth pulls and therefore when you drop the apple it falls if i don't rely on the name always in this and other names that make this phenomenon possible but especially always uh, then there is no meaning in my prediction because next time it may not happen the way i observed the past hundred times that's why science detached from god and god's customs and the wisdom in god's customs is superstition I mean, scientists also admit this. They, they say science is probabilistic. It is not certain. It does not give you certainty. Certainty can only be attained by linking those patterns and things to the reality, which is the divine names and attributes that do not change. To God's custom in him willing to manifest those names in the way that he is manifesting them so this is not automatic either with different combinations different intensities those names uh, could have manifest in different ways or god could have chosen to increase the veils and not man manifest those names so there's will involved in this too 
and he, God chooses to do it in the way he is doing it. God chooses to do things with these patterns and as a result of that by relying on God's custom these sciences can be science these uh, claims to wisdom can be wisdom actually by relying on that name otherwise it either turns into superstition and becomes meaningless or or opens a way to deviation dalala, misguidance in the way that naturalist philosophy does it assumes that the patterns exist in and of itself themselves it assumes that matter and force exist in and of themselves and uh, opens a way opens a way to detach the human being from his lord leads the human being to deviation they don't exist in and of themselves they exist because they are manifesting like mirrors god's names and attributes they exist because god chose to manifest his names and attributes in the way that he did thinking of them as existing in and of themselves first requires um, suspension of disbelief because the scientist knows that even though he or she observed this thing happen a hundred times in the past there is no certainty in ensuring that it's going to happen the same way the next time too but but if we truly understood this meaning detached it from god and understood the meaning of this truly we would not be able to live in the world we want certainty we want predictability therefore we suspend our disbelief or the you know naturalist scientist let's say would suspend the disbelief and assume that it will happen the same way next time too but this is an assumption this is a this is an assumption that is saving the the the uh, naturalist philosopher from going crazy but at the same time it is providing an excuse right it's an it's a point of heedlessness it's a suspension of disbelief but it provides an excuse for deviation for living in a world without going in the world without going crazy without recognizing god and that's because this is a world of testing and trial if one chooses to suspend disbelief and live in a life of deviation they can do it the human being is given the opportunity to do it but the alternative to that is to understand the reality of things and to recognize the all wise in all these patterns and properties that we observe and make that a means for our connection to the all-wise to the lord and as a result to benefit from the beautiful consequences of his wisdom beautiful fruits of his wisdom in the hereafter forever işte sana üç misal sair kemalat ve fununu bu üç misale kıyas et here three examples for you so we had the examples of engineering medicine and natural science compare other perfections and sciences with these three examples 
İşte Kur'an-ı Hakim şu ayetle beşeri şimdiki terakkiyatında pek çok geri kaldığı en yüksek noktalara, en ileri hududa, en nihayet mertebelere, arkasına destli teşviki vurup parmağıyla o mertebeleri göstererek haydi arş ileri diyor. Bu ayetin hazineyi uzmasından şimdilik bu, bu cevherle iktifa ederek o kapıyı kapıyoruz. Here, in this verse, the wise Quran strikes the back of the humankind with the hand of encouragement and points with its finger to the highest points of the present advancements in which regard the human humankind is left much behind. So this is an interesting expression. Highest points of the present advancements in which regard the humankind is left much behind. These are advancements. Advancements meaning humanity had not been there before. People did not know about these things before. They could not do these things before. But there is an aspect of these advancements in which the human beings today have been left very behind and those aspects are actually the highest points highest points of these advancements what are those highest points well those highest points are the way these advancements point to the reality of things which is the divine names and attributes here in this verse the wise quran strikes the back of the humankind with the hand of encouragement and points with its finger to the highest points of the present advancements in which regard the humankind is left much behind it points to and encourages to the furthest boundaries final levels and says go ahead march forward for now we will close that door sufficing ourselves with this gem from the most tremendous treasure of this verse i.e we will suffice ourselves with these examples we will close that door and then uh start notice here moves on to another passage which is about how these uh this verse the meaning of this verse and uh, that god taught all names to adam relates to uh, the final prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but we will leave that to the next episode inshallah and stop here subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al fatiha allahumma salli ala sayyidina